If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hello, Sissy That Pod listeners. My name is Kean James is off gallivanting at Electric Picnic, so it's just me for you this week. We've got a special episode for you uh, this week to celebrate and to tease the show that we're bringing to the Dublin Fringe. If you have not been checking out our socials on at SysDepod on Instagram, we are putting together a show at the Dublin Fringe this year called Clankety Clank. It's basically Snatch Game in the Fringe. We've got a brilliant cast of comedians, improvisers, drag queens, cabaret performers. They're going to don their best celebrity impersonation each night while we ask them questions and watch how the hilarity ensues. It's all going to be improvised. Every night's going to have a different cast with different characters and different questions. So whichever night you come, it's going to be totally unique to any others. We'd love to see you there. Tickets are on sale now at Dublin Fringe Fest. Just search Clankity Clank and you'll find it. That's Clankity with a K. Tickets are 16 euro. Yeah, and there's still tickets left for each of the nights as well, so you can go check it out. As a teaser, I went on to phoning it in with Dave Coffey, who is co-producing this show with us, uh, to talk about the show. And we're going to play you the audio from the sort of rehearsal, the seed of the idea that we had during lockdown. We did a sort of crossover episode where we did a snatch game over lockdown and we recorded it for the podcast back in early 2021. So we're going to air that for you again, just to give you an idea of what to expect for the show. So if you like it, make sure to come along. We'd love to see you there. Before I play it for you though, Sissy That Pod will be back in September. September the 23rd will be our first episode recapping the first episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 4. The promo is all out now. Meet the Queen's Shirley is coming pretty soon. We're pretty excited for it. It's nice to be back watching Drag Race again and we'll be covering some of the international franchises that we missed as well over in our premium feed. So stay tuned to that. But before that, you're going to hear my conversation with Dave Coffey on Phoning It In, where we talk to the cast of Clankety Clank, which characters people are thinking of doing and on what nights, who we're looking forward to, what makes a good impression. And then you're going to hear the Clankety Clank, which we were calling sissying it, it, sissying it in at the time. Much more of a mouthful. So you're going to hear the Clankety Clank that we did during lockdown. So please enjoy. Hello and welcome to a special episode of Phoning It In. My name is Dave Coffey and with me is Keen Sullivan, one of the hosts of Sissy That Pod, another brilliant podcast on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Keen is also a co-producer of Clankety Clank, our Dublin Fringe show, which is happening this week. Tickets are still available now on FringeFest.com. Keen, uh, do you want to tell everyone what Clankety Clank is? Sure. Uh, yeah, it's a... Uh co-production i guess but uh between ourselves kind of merging our two worlds so sissy that pod for people who don't know is a podcast that recaps rupaul's drag race which is a reality competition show of drag queens from all around the world and there's several franchises it's like that dragon where you chop off one head and three are formed in its place uh and a really popular challenge in that show and franchise is called snatch game which is like a spin on match game in the us which is basically their version of our blankety blank and in it the drag queens have to do celebrity impersonations and answer questions like the celebrities and blankety blank might have to do Uh, it's a fan favorite it can really make or break the success of a contestant on the show um and i thought with dave your improv skills and the great guests you have on, on your show and sort of James and my understanding of the format and our love for Snatch Game, we could come together and, and, and do an episode. So we did that in 2021. Yeah, it was it was it was such a good match. And like I It was I'm much a- better than I thought it would go. That that like I wasn't sure how well it would do, but I think we were both really impressed with how well everyone did. Yeah, because like all improv, I suppose, we didn't we didn't have much to go on. We had the questions written, we asked people to pick a character and then we just did it and uh, everyone was just so hilarious and uh, it went so so well and I, I'm a massive fan of of Drag Race as well 
uh, and particularly Snatch Game because of the improv element to it. So when you guys originally asked to do that that online version during lockdown, I was like, I was so into the idea. But yeah, just really um, just so happy with how it turned out. And I guess that's what led us to decide to do it as a as a live show for the Fringe. Yeah, definitely. And like we, we, you know, for people who've seen the show Snatch Game, it's heavily edited and like you're really led along a path of laughing because they add in all this extra canned laughter and RuPaul is bent double crying laughing at something that sometimes isn't that funny. So it was interesting to see it unfold live in front of you in terms of like, this is an unbiased representation of how talented these people are. And you can, uh, yeah, you can sort of make your opinion for yourselves rather than me force fed it via the, the, the drag race narrative. Yeah. And I'm so excited to see it in front of a live audience as well. Cause I do think, I do think on drag race sometimes that yeah, Rue laughs at stuff that isn't funny, but also doesn't laugh at stuff that is. And you're kind of like, that's better than you're given a credit for. And obviously they've got their whole reasons like, behind the scenes what the producers want from the show and stuff like that but putting it in front of a live audience is the real test to see like you know what people love and and what they don't and hopefully they'll love everything yeah Um, and you hear the judges critique them sometimes to be like you were in character the whole time like of course we don't see that because there's so many just close-up shots of other contestants doing stuff so that's what i'll be really interested as well to see like you know someone like Oliver Cromwell reacts to somebody across the room, even just in facial expressions or body language and stuff. Like, I think there's going to be so much more there that you don't get on the TV. Yeah, so with this uh, fringe version of Clankity Clank, uh, we've gone for uh, a real mix of uh, comedians, improvisers and drag performers. Uh, We're going to have a different cast each night. So there's like 14 performers overall and we'll rotate them throughout the four days. But um, just, I suppose, have a quick chat through some of the people that we've got here. Um, Kevin McGarren, a regular on Phoning It In, amazing improviser. He actually probably not known for improv, more known as a stand-up. But every time he comes on Phoning It In, it just, like, absolutely is amazing. Always kind of blows me away. Um, Hannah Mamelis, another great performer on Phoning It In. Every time she comes on, she absolutely kills. Alison Spittle, um Another stand-up, not known for improv. Anytime she's been on on the show, she's been amazing. Uh, Aaron Magathy, uh, one of the uh, founders of Mob Theatre here in Dublin, an improv theatre. was actually at their show last night. Really, really good stuff. Uh, she co-runs that with uh, Stephen Bradley, who's another improviser and will be on one of the shows as well. And then we've got uh, our amazing drag performers, people like uh, Lavender, Mistaken, Goblins, 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 who has also appeared on Phoning It In. Uh, End of the Night, who was a recent guest on Phoning It In as well. Um, and we've even got people traveling over from the UK, which is really exciting. So uh, Rosa Trilly, who's a uh, Belfast born, I think, drag performer, but now based in London, is, is flying over to do the show. And uh, Xanthony, who is doing uh, a show in the Dublin Fringe as well. Um, with this Oliver Cromwell character that they're going to bring to our show. So lots of just really, really exciting performers. Have I left anyone out? <clears throat> I mean, we haven't named all 14, but I think you got a good cover there. And I think what's really exciting about some of the drag artists is like we've got a really full range of the spectrum of drag. Like you have maybe Lavender who does maybe what's probably the closest to maybe what's on Drag Race or maybe Mistaken because Lavender does kind of more sort of spooky drag. And then you have like a drag king effectively in End of the Night. Rosa Trilly like isn't really like a like a club drag queen. She's more of like a theatrical drag queen, which is going to be totally different. And then you have uh, Ex Anthony who is kind of more like sort of cabaret. So there's a really sort of fun balance in terms of like the queer performers, I think, on the lineup. Yeah, and, and with the comedians and improvisers, we do have that mix of like traditional sort of stand-ups and people who never do stand-up and are like pure improv, like Pearl O'Rourke. Uh, Pearl O'Rourke is one of my, you know, favorite guests on Phoning It In, probably been on more than anyone. Um, and just really excited to see what she brings to the celebrity impression thing, because that's a whole other ball game as well. And I think some of these performers will really lean into like, doing a great vocal uh, impression like I've heard uh, Ed Salmon's uh, Sean Connery and it's like a really good Sean Connery but I think I think other people will go down that route of just embodying the character or 
creating their own character, you know? Um, like, I know Pearl is hoping to do the happy pair. Like, both of them. Yeah. As a character. <laughs> no idea how that's going to work. But I, I know it's going to be amazing. Is there any other celebrity impressions that you're particularly <clears throat> excited to see? Uh, yeah, like, I think when you and I have been, like, talking about who, to, who like, when they floated some character ideas behind us, I think what we're trying to find is a good like the character behind the celebrity so like you know i think Pearl works is also thinking of do or is also going to be doing vogue williams on one of the nights and i think that's a really interesting way of like playing to her strength because on, on your show she always plays like a really good sort of karen like a really sort of like uppity sort of looking down her nose at people and i think that's a really interesting like gaze to view vogue through so like you know obviously <laughs> celebrities are well-rounded people but it's like what you kind of need to like james would always say do the snl version of the of that person how are you going to interpret that person through a sort of comedy lens and through a character lens which i think is going to be uh what's really interesting and what's really sort of a fun game for us to play sort of producing this i'm super excited for hannah mamalis's bosco i think like i don't think you can really when I heard we were doing it, I was like, of course, we need to have a Bosco, like for Irish heritage. I think like you can't get it anywhere else. There was even that whole, dra- like that whole sort of Twitter, not drama, but like moment uh, where Bosco season 14 competitor on, on Drag Race uh, <laughs> realized that Bosco <laughs> was a sort of kid's puppet in Ireland. So I think this is like a really fun, like full circle moment for that. <laughs> for Bosco. <laughs> Yeah, for Bosco. Uh, Anna Delvey is a character that I I know like has beca- become an instant meme because of that show. Now, I actually haven't watched the show, but I listened to the podcast. So I've heard like the sort of affectations of her voice, but I need to like brush up on that because I think that's somebody who I think we will see in actual Snatch Game. In Yeah, in yeah. I actually, there's a few people in there as well that I, I also need to brush up on because as, as host, I kind of need to be able to like buzz off these people and i haven't seen that show either so i'm definitely gonna be uh binging that uh this weekend uh another one i'm really excited for because i've i've seen him do it before is uh kevin mcgarren does leo varadkar uh i've seen i've seen him just do this on stage and uh again it's not about uh it's not really about leo it's like taking one aspect of leo and kind of blowing it up so we you know leo you know he's been seen at like music festivals and he goes, he likes to go clubbing in Berlin and, and it's like one minor part of his character. And I think Kevin kind of kind of leads into that. And uh, and it's just so funny. It's 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 a totally different take on Leo than you'll get. And like from Cal- Oliver Callan or Mario Rosenstock or one of those. It's just it's just it's, it's hilarious. So really looking forward to that. And Kevin's other character, Michael Flatley, I mean, could that be more relevant based on the recent release of Blackbird? So I think that's that's a perfectly timed character to choose. Yeah, I'm really excited to see him do that as well. Have we any other kind of timely ones, actually? Um, Well, Elizabeth Elizabeth Holmes. Holmes And Alex Jones, actually. Uh, So so Stephen Bradley is, is thinking of doing Alex Jones, who's going through all sorts of trials and tribulations at the moment. So that should be a fun one. Um, yeah, um, Elizabeth Holmes as well, of course, uh, in our original YouTube uh, version, which you'll hear towards the end of this episode, Erin uh, McGathy did a brilliant version. I must say at the time, I didn't really know who she was. I kind of got the gist through Erin's performance, which I think goes to show how good it was. But then uh, watching the dropout and listening to the podcast, I just kept picturing Erin's Aaron's depiction of her the whole time. So I'm really like, again, I'm really looking forward to see like, how that has gone from sort of a niche caricature to now like a really mainstream one based on like her coverage this yeah, year. Yeah, I was the exact same. I hadn't seen the dropout. I still haven't actually, but I, I was vaguely aware of who Elizabeth Holmes was, had to research her before we did that. And and then it didn't matter because Aaron's performance was just so good. You just got it straight away. And there's a few people in, 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 in with Clankity Clank as well who have picked people like that, that like not everyone's necessarily going to know this person, so it really then it's on the performer to like be brilliant because you're you're not relying on, you know, little cues that the audience know. You just have to be straight up funny and you have to find the funny with the character and really go with it. Mm. So I'm excited to see that as well. Yeah. On the Wednesday, Goblins, Goblins, Goblins is going to give us an Orson Welles. And I think that's out of all the characters is the one I'm most intrigued to see 
how they're going to play it because it's a character I'm not particularly familiar okay. with. Okay, yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big Orson Welles fan, so I'm, also, I'm intrigued to see it for the other reason because I'm, yeah, because okay. I know uh, like a lot of stuff, but I'm, I'm curious to see. Uh, do they go, uh, do they go hard on like an impression, or is it like more just larger than life uh, character? You know, um, we've also got uh, Lavender is going to do Lauren Bacall, who's another one that like uh because i love sort of old movies and film noir and stuff like i'd be very familiar from her back in the heyday but i have a feeling lavender's lauren bacall is going to be just a crazy (laughs) hollywood lunatic uh which i'm i'm very much here for as well yeah it seems to be based off like those 70s coffee ads that lauren bacall did so it's like that sort of fun aspect of taking like one tiny niche element of a character and, and blowing it up sort of almost like with Leo and, and Kevin. Uh, so yeah, I think I think she'll fit in quite well. And she's on the Thursday um, Thursday show if you if you want to go check check that one out. I think Erin McGathy as Tilda Swinton is definitely going to be something to behold. I think that that's just going to be brilliant. Like Tilda Swinton has such lore about her of being this sort of kooky alien queen. I just think Erin's going to do such a good job with her. Yeah, and Erin's also because Erin's doing all four nights. She's also given us four different characters as well, which is which is like really above and beyond. You know, that's that's great to have that confidence to do four completely different characters. I would have been totally happy if she'd done like two and two, but um. She's also doing Julia Fox, who uh, was dating Kanye West and just had a, a bunch of kind of memeable moments, uh, very much a kind of caricature of a human being herself. So I'm excited <laughs> to see that one as well. Um, and got a very specific way of speaking, which was part of the reason she became a meme. So, yeah, yeah, very excited for that. In terms of people current as well, on the Thursday night, Ro Carey is going to give us a Prince mm. Harry. So it's interesting, though, I don't think we know too much how, what version of Prince Harry are we going to get. Are we going to get the... The wild child. The younger Prince Harry. Yeah, the wild child. Are we going to get the... The I've defected from my family Prince Harry. Are we going to get like Prince Andrew jokes? I don't know. <laughs> like, There's a lot of material to work yeah. with there. And I'm really interested to see how he's going to play up against people like... You know, if, we, if he sat beside Lauren Bacall on the Thursday or maybe like the happy pair, like that could be a very sort of strange combination. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like fun to we're see. We're going to have some very strange combos in there, which is great. Like a real good mix of Irish celebrities that everyone knows inside out and then mm. you know random American reality stars people from history you know we've just got yeah. everything which is going to be really excited to see to see as well and, and like on Tuesday we've got Bosco and Sean Connery I mean <laughs> two worlds collide <laughs> okay well listen uh, you said it earlier for this uh, special episode what we're going to do is we're going to play back the original uh snatch game that we did the original clankety tank that we did during lockdown for people who haven't heard us we're going to play that back um if you haven't already done so please go to fringefest.com and get your tickets uh, we'd love to see you there it's going to be a great show keen uh thanks for coming on having this chat no problem and uh thanks for listening <laughs> Hello and welcome to Sissing It In, a very special crossover episode that combines everyone's favorite drag race podcast, Sissy That Pod, and everyone's favorite improv show, Phoning It In. I am your host, Dave Coffey, and today we are playing the Snatch Game. Uh, We'll meet our celebrity guests in just a second, but first, let's meet our two contestants, hosts of Sissy That Pod, Keen and James. Keen, I'm going to come to you first. Keen, what is your favorite thing about RuPaul's Drag Race? Oh, I there's there's a lot. I mean, there's the comedy, there's the fashion, but really, I just love being able to bitch about everybody right after it's over. Okay, well, that was the, the correct answer was Snatch Game. That was what. Okay. <laughs> My favorite thing right. is Snatch Game, David. Don't worry. <laughs> we, should have, uh, we should have rehearsed that. Okay. Well, I want to come, come to you, James, and I want to know what's your favorite thing about Keen. Oh, um, hey, in his reflection, I always look funnier, more handsome and better. <laughs> Amazing. The perfect co-host. What more could you want? <laughs> okay, guys, are you ready to play Snatch Game? Yes. Couldn't Amazing. be more ready. I'm excited. Let's meet our celebrity guests. Uh, first up, we have star of What Richard Did and Transformers Age of Extinction. It's Irish actor 
Jack Rayner. Jack. Hey, how's it going, guys? Where with Dean? Yeah, what have you been up to? Dave, I've been in lockdown, baby. Lockdown, I've been hiding away in the Hollywood Hills. I've been shacking up myself. Uh, ben Wheatley and a few of the other boys. It's been great now, to be honest, man. Okay, have you got any exciting roles coming up that you can talk about? Uh, no, man. It's all out. I, I was going to be in the Zoom remake of Captain Blanca there, me and uh, you and Lily James, but then that's after getting shit canned. So, uh, no. What happened? Why was it shit canned? Oh, it wasn't a very good idea, Dave. Yeah, Zoom and Casablanca in Zoom, the whole thing is the location, Dave. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. It wasn't going to work. Uh, tell me this. If you could transform into anything, Jack, what would you transform into? Uh, Barry Cohen's career. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I walked so that I'm a brick and run, Dave. I'm not yeah, funny, he's, but... he's doing very well. Like he, He's been working right through lockdown. He's got a lot of... A lot of uh, yeah, leave projects. it out, all right? Leave okay. it out, leave it out. Okay. All right, there's no one to talk about it. Okay, well, look, we'll move on to our next uh, guest. Kim Woodburn, the queen of clean, is here. Oh, don't start, David. Don't start. Kim, how clean is your house? Oh, David, you'd love to know, you dirty <laughs> bastard. I would love to know, because I, I always had the suspicion that you go around and you clean everyone else's house, but probably your own house is a bit of a mess. I, I, uh, I, the accusation, don't start, you're getting gang-handed now, David. Uh, this, this, you, you've joined a gang and you should know better, you chicken liver shit, David, I, I don't Whoa. like you. Okay, Kim, sorry, I didn't mean to, I'm sorry. I, I I'm sorry, to... David, I've had a bad childhood, I, I, I've had, I won't go into it later, but I've had quite a bad childhood. Yes. And, uh, yes. Yeah, yes. That, that yes. Okay, well, listen, we'll talk mm. a little bit mother, oh, a little bit mother, there's a Freudian slip for you. We'll talk Ooh. a little bit more. You can Freudian her. slip me anytime, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll talk a little bit more about your childhood later on. I'm going to move on to our next guest, uh, founder and CEO of Theranos, Elizabeth Holmes. Uh, Elizabeth Holmes, how are you doing? Hello, um, I'm so delighted to be here. I, I work all the time. My my brain all the time is just focused on fixing the world. So it's nice to do something that's less important for once. Yeah, it's nice to take a load off. I, I know in, in 2015, Forbes named you the youngest and wealthiest self-made female billionaire in America. Yes. Uh, thank you. And it's now? so nice to be here. You can move on to the next. Uh, how are things going now? Uh, well, you know what they say, uh, first, uh, when you have a big idea, first they call you crazy uh, and then they fight you. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, they give you a billion dollars and then they take it away. But they'll give it back, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sure. Um, it's, it's the rise and fall. You're, you're going to come bouncing back any day now. Aren't absolutely. You? It's all alleged. And uh, I'm, I'm here to maybe share some new ideas. And um, um, I just I really want people to like me. I'm, it's got, um... <laughs> Is your voice OK, Elizabeth? It uh, like it's my famously... Low and strong voice. Of course, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> Some people have claimed that you put you affect a baritone voice to be more to sound more trustworthy. Is that true? You know, first they say you're crazy, then they fight you. Um, no, of course, and of course not. That's ridiculous. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. We, okay. Well, listen, I'm looking forward to talking more about Tyrannos and how you're going to uh, change the world later on. But I want to move Thank on you. to our next guest. Uh, the blue-haired matriarch of Springfield's favorite family, Marge Simpson, is here. Uh, hello, Dave. <laughs> hello, Marge. <laughs> How are you? How's the family? Oh, the family's okay. <laughs> it's been nice being around them all during lockdown. Oh, yeah. How have things been in the, the Simpson household? Roof. How have Simpsons been, things been in the Simpson household under lockdown? Oh, it's been real good, Dave. Yeah. I've, 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 homie's been staying home more often. Okay, well, I can imagine that could be a lot, though, on your relationship, a bit of a strain. Dave, I love my family. I love them so much. I just like having them under the same roof. Uh, What's Bart been up to? Has he gotten into any any mischief while while in lockdown? My special little guy? He's been spray painting the walls indoors, but you know what? In the house? In the house, that's right, Dave. Oh, my God. But you know... He's still a great. He's still a great son, and he's got a heart of gold. He does. He does. And Kim, Kim, if you want to join the Simpsons squad and have a brand new mom, that's totally fine by us. 
no, no, I've seen your house. How smart you live in filth. You live in filth with your fat slob <laughs> of a husband and your and your riddled children. Absolutely riddled. Uh, no, I'm afraid not, Marge. Okay, well, that was uh, that was fairly. Uh, I know this is improv. Word. You're supposed to do yes and no, <laughs> no, Marge. <laughs> of course, yeah. Well, listen, we have a Hollywood legend with us, the star of my favorite film, It's a Wonderful Life. Jimmy Stewart is here. Jimmy. Uh- uh, hello there, Dave. Uh, it's so great to be uh, invited on the show. Well, it's great to be in the presence of an absolute legend. Uh, Jimmy, what was what was your favorite role that you ever took on? Oh, that would have to be as uh, Mr. Bailey in uh, That's a Wonderful Life. I, I, I was just re-watching it there. Uh, weeping I was, David, weeping. An absolute classic. Uh, what's, what's your favorite scene in It's a Wonderful Life? Uh, there's that... Um, there's that bat in the in the sky where they uh the, the stars start talking to each other. I think that science fiction mumbo jumbo. It's just <laughs> great. I wish there was more of it in the movies. Yeah, you didn't see as much of that kind of stuff back in the day. Back in the no, day. I tried to fight for it, Dave. I wanted most of the movie to be that those sky scenes, <laughs> just stars talking to each other for the whole. Yeah, movie. yeah. It would have been a different film, though, wouldn't it? Would have been a different film. All I say is, uh, you release some footage of the premiere, and you get some stars talking to each other. You know what I'm saying, now, Master Dave? Jimmy, it's great to have you here. Uh, Gemma Collins, the star of Only Way Is Essex, is also here to play the snatch game. Gemma, do you like playing games? All right, Dave, baby. No, I've got to say, I don't like playing games. I yeah. don't like booked on things with Kim Woodburn. I've got a thing in my contract says I'm the only reality TV star with blonde hair that can be in a snatch game, right? <laughs> so I need to talk to somebody in management. Get me the fuck out of here. I don't want to play any more fucking games. Yeah, Shit. I, object, I object to that, Gemma. I, I have a job. I have a cleaner as well. What are you? Yeah, you are my cleaner, love. You can be my cleaner. You can scrub my toilet, darling. I also take umbrance with that. My look is highly curated, uh, and there's a lot of thought put into it. And I think that there's room for many powerful women, women, <laughs> multiple yeah. women, not just me at the top. Why have we got Hillary Clinton in here? We lost the election now. <laughs> Sit down. We have with us one of the greatest actors of our generation, Al Pacino, is here. Which button do I press? No, we can hear you, Al. We can hear you loud and clear. Madeline! Which button do I press? The guy is talking at me. <laughs> we can hear you, Al. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hey, okay, how great. are you? Oh, my God. We can hear here we you. are. Yeah. Here we are. Uh, Al, how would you describe this? I cannot believe that I am on a Zoom with my favorite star of the silver screen, Kim Woodburn. Unbelievable. Oh. I love her. Oh, wow. Oh. She's oh. fantastic. Have you ever seen her? She goes in, she insults people, she gets out of there. I'm a long-bodied woman, Al. Oh, you can see it. She sure is. She sure is. Dave, have you seen the long body on this woman here? I have. Kim, are you a fan of Al's work? Uh, oh, yes, uh, I definitely am. I have seen several of his films. Anger Management, uh, Jack and Jill, a great one. You were fantastic in Jack and Jill. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Well, listen, speaking of living legends, we have legendary singer and Irish national treasure, Daniel O'Donnell with us. Daniel. Hello, Dave. How are you? Daniel, why, um, do, why do old women love you so much? I don't know. I think probably because I do have a, a handsome quality about me and I love denim. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Um, you. You're known for your 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 close relationship with your fans, but has anything has any of those relationships ever crossed any lines? Yes, but only to meet a dying wish, that, uh, Dave. Okay, yeah. So, what, um, what, what kind of wishes have you granted? Well, the older community they find it hard to meet people. So, I go. You've heard about my nursing home concerts. Yes. I do another service for the for the old ladies um, performing cunnilingus on some <laughs> and uh, and giving them some gentle kisses and affection, uh, reading some passages of the Bible. <laughs> and also uh, they love mince, Dave. So I bring in a small uh, mince dish to them and we sit and we chat and we caress and you know yourself you're a you're a red-blooded male dave of course it's it's just that i suppose so many of your fan base must be must be dying on a regular basis you must be kept very busy with all that i but you know 
there's funeral after funeral, but I love a good funeral. I love a good funeral. It's there's nothing better. You get the sandwiches, you get the tea, you get the conversation. And while it's sad, these people have lived great lives. So, yeah. you know. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, yeah, I must say, I, I've had some services off Daniel O'Donnell and uh, Tip Top. Tip -top. <laughs> I remember it well, Kim. Yes. And I must say it was a spotless house and a Tip Top body as well. <laughs> oh, long as the day is long. So. I could eat my dinner, as as we Colin Farrell said, and my breakfast <laughs> and my lunch off certain crevices of your body, Kim. I believe I you did. So, uh... I, I'm still pulling out mints to this day, to be honest with you. How clean is my gal? Um, not very. Well, that's it. And I would say very. And it's it smelled beautifully of Domestos as well. <laughs> Now it's Bisto. Bisto. Oh, beautiful. And I, I must say, I, I left I left uh, 20 pounds on the table. You didn't take it, Daniel. I, I left it there as a test. I came like never before. Amazing. Well, listen, I want to thank all of our guests for being here today. It's time to play the Snatch Game. I'm going to start with Keen. The first question is for you. Mm, okay. Ryan Tuberty has lost his marbles. On last week's Late Late Show, he gave a blank to everyone in the audience. <laughs> okay, I'm going to put the question back to you, Keen. Ryan Tuberty has lost his marbles. And last week's Late Late Show, he gave a blank to everyone in the audience. What's your answer? Well, I mean, I don't enjoy the Late Late Show. I think it's really, really boring. So he, I think he gave an apology to everybody in the audience because oh. the quality has been going downhill. It has been tough on lockdown. You know, yeah. you have no audience. You're mm. trying to juggle like light, lighthearted stuff with the absolute misery of everything that's going on. Yeah. So you think... Ryan Tuberty gave an apology. An apology. A well yeah. a, a apology. Heart, yeah, sincere, heartfelt, just yeah. you know, sobbing you, apology. You know what as well? Times are hard in RT. That's probably all they can afford these days. Yeah, that's, okay, that's uh, I'm going to go for the first answer. I'm going to go to Jack Rayner. Jack, what have you got for us? He gave a stern talking to. Stern, stern talking, talking to. to. <laughs> it's right up his street. It's very Tubbs. Unfortunately, it's not the right answer. Um, if if Tuberty was going to give a stern talking to the audience, what do you think he'd give out to them for, Jack? Not reading enough, not not not, not having a kind of a, a a bookworm nature. He's a he's a fan of reading, as am I. I read scripts all the time, and uh, you know, uh, love letters. <laughs> love letters from fans. Sure. The love letters I write to my fans. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Proofreading them, yeah. 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 <laughs> What's uh what's the typical age range of your fans, Jack, that you're writing to? Well, I'm gonna wide swap of fans, you know. There's obviously the <laughs> you know, the what Richard did stands who are, you know, you know, they're they're you're talking, you know, fourteen onwards. They're not right to them, obviously. <laughs> and then you've got the you've got the Transformers fans, which are mostly yeah, forty age year old men. Uh I'll go swap. Uh, what else have I been in, Dave? Uh, I would. They're the only two I know. I'm afraid. So um, mm, yeah. Uh, Kim, what answer did you have? Uh, I went for a cutting stare. I don't like Ryan Tuberty. Um, he's demeaning to me. Uh, last time I was on, it was for a, a simple debate. A simple debate uh, on on manners within shops with Noam Chomsky. Lovely man. <laughs> lovely man. And Ryan. Ryan kept interrupting me and and no, and you know, cutting in with his own jokes. And I'm like, Ryan, please, dignity. I am debating Noam Chomsky here. Uh, yes, great night, great night. And then he asked me, and I don't know about you, David, but um, he he was asking me about who who killed John F. Kennedy. Uh, I think it's a question he asks everyone all the time. He's obsessed. <laughs> He's obsessed with JFK and books. And yeah, I mean, Orti have warned him so many times. Stop asking people about. The assassination, no one cares no, anymore. Noam Chomsky it was quite uncomfortable, quite, yeah. you know, uh, he, he called him Noam Chomsky, uh, which oh, was, yeah, it, it was, I, I was taken aback. I, I was like, Ryan, please, we're, we're here in the RT studios. I, I'm drinking my warm white wine. Uh, James Nesbitt is in the corner. Have manners in front of James Nesbitt. He was quite scared. Quite scared. Well, he, it sounds like he should have given an apology, but I'm afraid that's the wrong answer, Kim. Oh. Going to move on to power boss uh, Elizabeth Holmes. Uh, before I give you my answer, can I ask you to ask the question again in maybe a more simple way? I don't want to indict myself <laughs> with my answer. 
Yeah, you want to be very straightforward, kind of. Absolutely. Uh, Because at the end of the day, I'm a very honest person. And yes, we made some mistakes, but really, I'm just here to to save the world. Okay. Uh, What did Ryan Tuberty give to his audience? Yeah, great. All right. That's straightforward, is it? Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, I said, uh, actually said Viewmaster of Memories, which is a uh, which is a prototype that we're working on at Theranos. Um, you know, we've all had trauma, a lot of trauma. My uncle, who I love so much, actually had face cancer for years. Oh, uh, it was it was horrific. Um, I've actually had twenty different uncles who have died, and. What I would like to do is uh, the, the Viewmaster of Memories. What it is basically is uh, is you you start to forget things, and just with one prick of blood, you tap the thing, and you go through, and you're able to see all of all of the things that you, that you are trying to remember. So I, I I said that. Wow, I mean that technology sounds completely unbelievable, but <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Um, uh, well, unbelievable to some who aren't dreamers. Well, I'm afraid it's not the right answer. Yeah, I thought if anybody was used to apologies, it would have been you, Elizabeth. So I'm afraid, it, I'm ashamed it wasn't a match. All right. Well, I'm going to take that at face value and not read into the tone. So thank you so much. Uh, Marge Simpson. Marge. Uh, well, Dave, I said a smile. A smile. A smile. Because oh, it doesn't matter what's going on in here. Once you put a smile on your face and present to the world that everything's going great, that everything is going great. That is <laughs> such the most perfect Marge Simpson answer. I, oh, thank that's you, beautiful. Okay, well, look, it's not a right answer, I'm afraid, Keen. We're not doing oh. too well. Uh, we'll move on to Jimmy Stewart. Maybe Jimmy can help you out. What have you got, Jimmy? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry there, Ken. I, I'm not that's too right. familiar with this Ryan Rubbery fella. I, uh... <laughs> Uh, some of you seem to have some very strong opinions on the guy, but uh, I, I thought he'd do what I'd hope anyone would do during these uh, uh, tough times, and he'd give, he'd give everyone a, f- a friendly piece of advice. Uh, <laughs> anything they're working through. What would George Bailey do if he had to, if he had to deal with coronavirus, do you think? Oh, uh, well, well, George, he'd probably have died by now because he, he's got an underlying health condition with that air. <laughs> that air, yes. Oh. That is, that's going to cause problems. Yeah, absolutely. So Gemma, can you help us out? What answer have you got? Darren, honey, I've got to be honest with you, babe. I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't like this game. I just wrote, these producers are fucking idiots. <laughs> I'm out of here, Dave. I don't want to play any more games. No, I, don't Gemma. Like, I don't need the money. If you fucking come, going to pay my mortgage. Oh, I've got money. Yeah. Oh, God. He's gone. Okay, well, look, hopefully... Yeah, hopefully we can get Gemma back um, for the next round. Can Uh, I just ask, is that lady going to curse the whole way through? (laughs) I hope not. Um, We'll have to we'll have to bleep it out afterwards. Thank you. We we have Al Pacino next. Al, can you help us out with an answer? Yeah, I got. uh, I wrote um, live fox. A live fox. I I, 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 don't focus. uh, Same as Jimmy. I've never heard of this guy or this show. So I just, uh, when a friend of mine lost his marbles, uh, that's what he, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Marty, uh, Martin, uh, Martin Clunes, he, uh, he lost his marbles one time and he gave people, gave lots of people a live fox. Right. Okay. Are you familiar with Martin Clunes? Yes. The actor, Martin Clunes. Uh, yeah. Men behaving badly? <laughs> oh, he sure is. Giving people a live fox he is. So he gave you a live fox? No, not me. I oh, okay. sh- I mean, he tried. Oh, yeah. Okay. What I, I shot that fox uh, off the cliff by my mansion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, it's not a right answer, I'm afraid. Uh, oh, I don't understand how this game works. Well, I, I hopefully you'll... Do I get up. a live fox? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, you probably won't go with any prizes today. Uh, Daniel O'Donnell, you're our last hope here for a right answer. Come on, answer. Daniel. What did you say? I said uh, a jar of carrots because <laughs> I think that you can't go wrong. I know that uh, people said he's lost his marbles. He is pure sense. That is the most nutritious uh, item of food. They, you know, they ate them in the war and everything. And there's probably still some from World War II. They spice up things in the bedroom. If you're ever thirsty, you can have a swig of the brine. They're great. Right. So okay. people say he's lost his marbles. He's actually the most 
sensible man in this country. And I have a lot of respect for Ryan. So there okay. you go. Keen, I'm afraid we didn't get a right answer there. No. Um, we had we had a lot of similar sentiment, I feel, you know, around yeah. the kind of giving a stern look, giving advice. advice. We were yeah. close, but I'm <laughs> yeah. afraid we, no matches. there is no um, score for you there. So we'll move on to James. James, your first question is this. The notions on that Darren Kennedy, when he rocks up to the deli in Gay Spar, he doesn't just order a chicken fillet roll, he orders a blank. James, I'm going to come to you. What does Darren Kennedy order? Well, inspired by one of our players today, I reckon he orders a single plum floating in perfume served in a man's hat. Yeah, that is the most notions you think you could ever uh, order. (laughs) Um, I'm going to come, as you gave us that answer, I'm going to go to uh, Marge Simpson first. Marge, what's your answer? I don't know. I'm so sorry. I said said homemade Pepsi. (laughs) Price is right. uh, Sorry, James. It's certainly certainly notion. I like where you were going with it. I should have thought of that. (laughs) Although I wasn't present for that particular moment. I should have done it. Uh, I'm going to go next to Al Pacino. Al, what do you have for us? Uh, Okay, so chicken fillet roll. Um, I got great auk, which, uh, you know, is an extinct bird. So that will be fancy, right? Yes. And then the fanciest uh, cut I could think of, shank, and then brioche. I don't know. That's as fancy as I could think of. So a, a brioche bun with a shank of great hawk. Hawk. A U K. Hawk. It's an extinct oh. bird. They were hunted to extinction. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that, yeah, that would be fairly a fairly tall order for the guy. You'd have to genetically, uh, you know, yes, clone the hawk from some stem cells or something. Yeah. 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 Is this something you've given much thought to yeah. before? Okay. I want to, uh, you know, I, I, as well as, um, you know, I've, I've been, I've been coming up with a few film ideas recently. Uh, one was Zuma Blanca, as we, as we know, that's that's no longer <laughs> happening. Uh, but the other one is um, Great Oak Park. I want to re restart uh, Jurassic Park, uh, but with just with uh, flightless birds. They're extinct. Yeah, I heard. I heard that part. That project was called Jurassic Park. Was that another? Project? That would be better. Yes. <laughs> I have an idea for a film. It's called Jurassic Park. Put that in earlier, and everything's fine. Uh, it's not the right answer. Amazingly, Jurassic um... Park. <laughs> Is that no? Too much. Too much. Back off that one. <laughs> Uh, Daniel O'Donnell, what answer did you have for us? Well, first of all, I want to say the gay community has been so supportive of me and I've loads of gay fans. I really do. Um, Unfortunately, I don't service them in the same way as I do the old ladies. But (laughs) having said that, I think that he had um, these, they're like fruity sort of diamonds I think he got a sprinkling of pomegranate on the top of his uh, chicken fillet roll. So I said pomegranate because Magella buys it and she puts it in salads. And I always say, mm, that's really delicious, Magella. So it's my answer. <laughs> I thought I thought you might have gone for uh, another little jar of carrots. Oh, no, no. They're, they're, they're a treat. Uh, I mean, they were, they were given out. As one for everybody in the audience, you don't be having them with everything, Dave. There's, there's no notions. There's no notions. Hop on. There's no notions about a jar of carrots. It's very no, no. Tender. Well, there there is, but I mean, I think we only got pomegranates in here about three years ago, yeah. so they, they're very rare <laughs> and unusual. And I think their weight is is akin to gold or something. So, being a celebrity, I get to dine on these, but probably. I'd say Darren would be another candidate that would. Yeah, yeah. Well, unfortunately, it's not the right answer. Ah. Uh, I'm going to go to another c- celebrity, Jack Rayner. What do you think Darren Kennedy orders in, in Gay Spar? I think he orders the person making his role to explain to him whether the spar is technically on Georgia Street or Dane Street. Oh, yes, <laughs> of course, because... Famously, uh, Gay Spar at the end of George Street is also uh, on Dame Street. I mean, the entrance, even the entrance is confusing. 
Yes. Is it government? <laughs> yeah. It never closes and it never decides which street it's on. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart is here. Yeah. And what was your answer? Jimmy? Well, I'm, a fr- I'm sorry, Jimmy. I don't think I could help you with this one either. There was a lot for me to unpack uh, in that <laughs> question. I don't know what a spar is, uh, whether it's a, a, a friend of Dorothy or not. Uh, uh, I don't know who that Mr. Kennedy was. Um, and uh, and a chicken fillet roll was a bit beyond me. But most of all, uh, I thought Notion meant a, a, a good idea, a, a great idea. So I thought if he had a good Notion, he'd get a nice, a nice cup of cocoa. <laughs> nice, nice yeah. cup of cocoa with his chicken fillet roll. I mean, it's a nice, uh, nice way to cap off any night, really, isn't it? Uh, absolutely. You're right to sleep, Dan. Yeah, particularly if you've had a big night and um, dancing in a, in, a, in, a, in a gay bar and a, and a, a hop stock or a, or, a, or a shoot loop, yeah. <laughs> Whatever those kids get up to. Uh, Kim Woodburn, <laughs> uh, help us out here. What answer have you got for James? I, I, I'm very popular amongst the gays, so I've gone for a, a Kim Woodburn chicken fillet roll. Uh, What's that? It's a special, it's a special sandwich named after me, Kim Woodburn. Uh, I, I actually, I, quite the story behind it. I was doing a, a PA, uh, a personal appearance in Gay Spar, and uh, yes, I was there, and uh, the the deli counter, the deli counter assistant said to me, uh, "I've named a sandwich after you." I said, "What is in it?" He said, uh, "Well, it's a it's a hollowed out baguette uh, filled with coleslaw." And I was like, Ooh, <laughs> "I love this." Uh, and he said that he's put uh, five ghost go- ghost peppers in it. And we don't know where it is, but uh, you know, with each bite, you don't know what you're getting. You could get nice Kim, lovely Kim, lovely Kim, or you could. Get, you know, don't start, Kim. Uh, it, it depends on uh, which part of my childhood I've compartmentalized at that stage. You know, it all comes out. Uh, Colleen Nolan is quite the trigger for me. Colleen Nolan, uh, the chinless wonder. But uh, yes, uh, that that is it. Uh, I'm very big. I'm very big amongst uh, gay people and also uh, women with low self-esteem. I, I think it's the unmitigated rage that I uh, show. <laughs> I'm not sure. But uh, yes, they love me. They love me. Kim, it sounds like a lovely sandwich. It's not the right answer. Oh, oh they crucified <laughs> Jesus. They crucified Jesus. <laughs> That's just a statement. Sorry. Uh, from one blonde bombshell to another, Gemma Collins, you're back with us. Don't compare me to her place, honey. She's not on my level. She's nothing like me. Anyway, I wrote, he ordered a rim job. Rim job, <laughs> You know, Pete Morgan asked me to give him a rim job once, and I told him in no uncertain terms, you ain't never going to get this candy. <laughs> is a rim job a sandwich? What, what is it? Scambang. Yeah, it's not about scambang. That one went over my head, too. Could you explain the rim job? It's like a cheesy bacon bit pastry. It's delicious. Oh, Ooh, I'd love one of that those. sounds just swell. <laughs> okay, listen, uh, James, we haven't had any luck so far, but we've got one last contestant oh, yeah. to go to. Elizabeth Holmes, what answer do you have? Well, let me ask you this first. Uh, what is the biggest thing that gets in the way of you setting goals and achieving things? Um, is this for me? Sure. Or James, uh, <laughs> I would guess, you know, my inner critic Right, exactly. I, 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 I say the same thing. It's not knowing when you're going to die. How can you, how can you set goals if you don't know exactly when you're going to die? So I said, uh, actually named another one of our prototypes, which is the gizmonium. And what that does with just one drop of semen, we can tell when and how you are going to die so you can plan your life appropriately. And it's a bit of fun. Wow. I mean, again, that does sound like almost sci-fi-esque, that technology. Like, Yes, thank you. Be true. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Well, I, miss, I, I guess if Darren Kennedy was going into Gay Spar overnight, it's possible he would have semen on him. Um, maybe, <laughs> maybe not his own. I don't know. Um, unfortunately, it's not the right answer, James. Um, so we've had no scoring to date. If you're enjoying this episode of Snatch Game as much as we were, I mean, our, my face was wet listening to this episode. It was so much fun. <laughs> moisture, mo- face moisture, the, the clearest, <laughs> never mind laughter, that is how you know someone is enjoying it, is their face moist. Uh, yes, no, it is so much fun. I mean, as you can hear with the obnoxious laughter coming from the pair of us throughout the entire thing. Mm. 
Absolutely. So yeah, if you wanna if you wanna see more, there's actually a YouTube video that you can go out and find as well of Pod Snatch Game. Um, or if you wanna support us as a thank you because we made you smile, you can always support us over our head stuff. Plus, for five year a month, you will be supporting the show. You'll feel good about yourself, and you'll get loads of bonus content that we've been squirreling away for you. Mm-hmm. And also, very exciting, you get to pick one or two podcasts that you might like to support. So actually, mm-hmm. when you're going in there, give us a click and also give phoning it in a click because you know yeah they made it happen too so the wonderful podcast on the heads of podcast network including this one the happy broadcast which seeks to bring a little bit of happiness into your timeline tired of tuning into negative news well get your week off to the right start with the happy broadcast let's help you focus on the positive things happening in our world each episode will feature positive news some mental health tips And we'll hear from our happy broadcast community about what makes them happy. The podcast is hosted by me, Amy O'Dwyer, in collaboration with Mauro Gatti and his popular social channel, The Happy Broadcast. Episodes are out every Monday and you can listen and subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts. Let's help spread some positivity. Uh, We're not doing too well here, guys. So we'll go back to Keen. For another question. Okay, Keen. <clears throat> Jim Core is at it again. In his latest YouTube video, Jim claims that the government are blank. Are, are you a fan of the Coors, Dave? Not their music. Okay. <laughs> um, are you a fan of the Coors yourself, Keen? Uh, yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, I do like it. You know, an old fiddly jig when I'm out uh, to, to dance and to sway and to sing along to, but you couldn't listen to more than two songs in a row. Well, they only have two, so that's fine. <laughs> so it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Jim Core is at it again in, an, in his latest YouTube video. Jim claims that the government are blank. Keen, what answer did you have? Well, I tried to think of something that's, you know, because he has some fire thoughts. So I was trying to think, what's the most unrealistic thing that the government could possibly be? So I said he thinks that the government are sexy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's not a drop of sex appeal in Enster House at all. Right. Yeah. So, of course, Jim Core is going to think that. They are sexy. That's a good yeah. answer. Okay. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start where I finished last time. So I'm going to go first this time to Elizabeth Holmes. Yes. Well, uh, I am unfamiliar with, uh, with, with Jim Core. So I just thought of my own relationship with the government. And I said, uh, <laughs> my daddy. <laughs> uh, they, they've just been so good to me. And if any of them are watching right now, I just wanted, I want you to know that you're my sexy, sexy daddies. And I want you to remember that I am a woman with blonde hair. Okay. Well, listen, um, Speaking of, of leaders, the leaders of the country, Fortune magazine named you as one of the world's most disappointing leaders. How did that feel? Well, I'll ask you this. Are magazines viable? Are they even real or is it just an idea? <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, fair enough. It wasn't the right answer, I'm afraid. It wasn't what we were looking for. Uh, I'm going to go next to Marge Simpson. Marge, what have you got for us? Um... Maybe if you want to try and get points on the board, you could misconstrue what I've written. But I wrote special little guys. Because <laughs> <laughs> that government's like a family. Yeah, so I feel what... the same way, Marge. I feel the same way. Thank you, Elizabeth. <laughs> well, listen, it's not a right answer, I'm afraid, Marge. I'm sorry. Um, Kian, yeah. I'm sorry. That's okay. Yeah, if, um, I, I couldn't really construe it as a correct answer because I wouldn't say family is sexy necessarily. Well, uh, I know somebody who's definitely got a sexy family, and that's the GC, Gemma Collins. Excuse me, don't talk about my family like that, Darren. It's very disrespectful. Okay, well, I was trying to give you a compliment. Um, What's your answer, Gemma? I said the government are conspiring to ruin my very expensive hair. It's fucking frazzled. Because it breaks it, I can't get heated rollers anywhere. All they've got is straighteners. It's fucking frazzled. Oh, no, you don't want to use straighteners on extensions. No, mate. No, it's expensive. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to say anything, but I did think your hair was not looking as its usual, like, bouncy, kind of voluminous. Dave, voluminous. this is insult to injury. I'm not having a good time. I don't like games. Name insulting me. I can't do this anymore. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Oh, God, we've lost her again. Oh, no. We might need to get a Shetland pony to get her back this time because, I mean, yeah, it takes, it takes a lot. Something. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, one reality star who's still with us <laughs> It's Kim Woodburn. Kim, what answer have you got for us? 
He's a controversial figure. So I said the gym said that the government is doing a great job, a great job. He's a controversial man. He's very, very controversial. He's an adulterer. He's an adulterer. He's got three beautiful sisters at home and he's an adulterer, David. He's an adulterer. What, he's cheating on his sisters? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's off in his helicopter, and, uh, you know, conspiracy theories of why he doesn't fancy his sisters. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that attraction doesn't melt uh, genetic code. That's all I'm saying. Fair enough. Um, uh, Jimmy Stewart. What have you got for us? Oh, well, well, it's 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 funny that uh, Kim went, uh, what Kim said there because I, I I'm not too familiar with this Jim Core fellow myself. I'm sorry, Ken. Uh, but if uh, if he's talking about the government uh, as a as a big fan of uh, government, I would say that they were doing their very best. They're, <laughs> they're trying to stick this out. You know, it's not easy. And uh, I think kind of the less involved a government is in people's affairs, the the, the better that for the better. So. Okay, I'm afraid it's not a right answer. Uh, I tell you, somebody who knows something about sexy, that's Jack Rayner. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, what have you got for us? What I believe he said, I actually saw the video. I'm a big Jim Core fan. And uh, I'd stay abreast. I was gonna meant to play him in a film uh, there a while back. Uh, but uh, obviously COVID and the uh, chase got in the way of that and I got shit canned. But I'll be, uh, I, I, I watched those videos as research and I came around to like a lot, but I think he went too far with this one. I think he went too far with what he said about the, the government. I agree with a lot of what he says, but this time I feel like he just, he went too bloody far. He, he said, the government, as far as I'm concerned, are a group of people with the authority to govern a country or state, semicolon, a particular ministry in office. It was accurate. That's you're on another planet, Dave, with that kind of stuff. You know, you're like, okay, I, I agree with you say about, you know, 5G and all the rest. But when you're getting into like <laughs> mental weeds like that, it's like, no, sorry, I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. Well, Jack's out. Rainer's out, baby. Fair enough. I mean, he, he, he may have actually said that, but it's not, it's not the answer we were looking for for Keen. Um, we're that does sound like Jim Core. He does always put his punctuation in when he speaks. You know. Yeah, oh yeah. Famous uh, grammar Nazi. Yeah. Uh, not another kind of Nazi though. Um, for legal reasons, we can't claim that. So uh, Daniel O'Donnell, <laughs> have you ever worked with Jim Core? I recorded a beautiful single with Jim Core uh, about fifteen years ago. It was called The Hills of Glenmar, and it was about, um, famously, he loves dogging. So we we wrote a beautiful song about that. Um, I know that he does say a lot of controversial things and he makes these wild statements and he he's used a bit of bad language. So I'm actually a bit afraid to say what what I think he said. Um, I don't know if this is the kind of, well, the kind just, of show that I can say that. Just go and for I, it. Dave, we can we can edit it out afterwards. So you just. I think he it. said the government were smelly pigs. <laughs> so I think that's what he said, and um, I'm sorry that I had to soil the show with that. It's not right yeah. anyway. Um... No, and you know what? I've lost respect for him because previously he was just a sex mad fella with a good. He could sing a bar and he could pump for Ireland. <laughs> okay, well look, uh, we've got one last contestant. I'll Pray for him, Dave. What, sorry? I said, say a wee prayer for Jim. We'll, we'll say a prayer for Jim. Okay. Al Pacino, uh, you're our last chance here. What do we got? Yeah, well, um... Come on, Al. We're looking for a match here. I actually, uh... I've, I've been working on a, a Jim Core uh, film project with Jack Rayner over there. <laughs> and uh, I was going to play... Jack's going to play Jim. Obviously, I was going to play the Three Sisters, Nutty <laughs> Professor style. Uh, so I... He initially came out and said what Jack said, but then later he clarified his comments to say that the uh, government is a democratically elected body who organized collective initiatives and international relations. So, so uh, you know, we got a match. We got a match. <laughs> we got a match there. Unfortunately, it was not with Keen. No. Um, okay, well, look, I'm afraid we don't have a match there. I'm going to go back to James for another question. Hopefully we can get a match this time, yeah. this time around. <clears throat> Uh, James, your question. Daft Punk are musical geniuses. 
But when they saw Linda Martin's cover of Get Lucky, they blank. Uh, I will just ask the question one more time. Uh, for you, James, Daft Punk are musical geniuses, but when they saw Linda Martin's cover of Get Lucky, they blank. What's your answer? Well, they realized that it wasn't going to get any better. So they retired. They retired. Okay, well, yeah, it's topical. They did. Um, so it's accurate. We know that. Uh, okay, I'm going to start this time. I'm going to start with Jack Rayner. Jack. They would have known that, you know, they're quite rich and successful in their own way, like like myself and, and iconic and, and like myself. So, and they're seeing this kind of lesser artist uh, perform <laughs> their work. So I think they're going to react the way that I reacted when I saw that Bollywood remake of what Richard did. And <laughs> I think they laughed it off as they're too successful to care. I think that's definitely <laughs> It's not a match, I'm afraid. You mentioned what Richard did. Do you, uh, did you relate to your character in that film, Jack? Oh, yeah, Jesus, yeah. Not in the kind of uh, the posh uh, Southside way. No, 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 I'm working class through and through. But uh, in the sense of kicking a man to death and getting it off, <laughs> you'd be surprised how often that happens. Uh, yes, okay, we'll move on. Kim Woodburn. I don't know if you noticed the show bit secret, but... Uh, uh, myself and Twink are very good friends. Um, we have a very similar energy. Uh, our aura is the same, I feel. And uh, so, yes, when when Daft Punk, and I I, I know about this, um, when when Daft Punk saw Linda Martin do uh, Get Lucky, they uh, dog, dog-napped uh, Twink's dog, Bertie. <laughs> the bastards, the gang-handed chicken-livered bastards. They had, they had the masks on already. We couldn't get them done legally they had the, they had motorcycle helmets on and they kicked in twink's door she was very afraid in her sugar craft room she was shook for days for days and they stole that dog they stole that dog so they obviously enjoyed the the cover if they were willing to uh kidnap twink's dog for they were mesmerized, David. They were, did you not see that performance yourself? I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a very similar situation to when that man, you know, when Jodie Foster told that man to kill Ronald Reagan. Daft Punk, more like Daft Boys, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Criminals. Okay, it's, it's not the right answer. Uh, oh! Elizabeth Holmes, she kind of knows about retiring, uh, maybe not, you know, um, by choice. But um, what's your answer? Oh, I mean, uh, I'm absolutely not going to retire. Uh, well, this was another case where I just tried to think about what I would do because I have a lot of experience with people who are threatened by great ideas uh, and also maybe stealing those ideas. So I, I just uh, wrote out exactly what, what myself, Elizabeth Holmes, would do. Threatened her <laughs> with a life-shattering lawsuit and tried to ruin her reputation with a calculated character assassination, thereby decimating her livelihood, and also they threaten violence. <laughs> not the no, there's right no answer. proof of the violence. Yeah. Not the right answer. Okay, we'll move on. Um, Marge Simpson. I'm so sorry, James. I'm so sorry. I said, what I said is what I think my, I would say if I heard that song. And that's every Simpson dance now. Bump, 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 bump. I'm sorry, that's not the right one. Okay, it's not the right answer. Uh, Gemma Collins. David, honey, I will apologise for my former conduct on the show. I think I've got this one, right? So when Darth Punk look at Linda Martin covering their song, they look at themselves, they ask, why me? Oh. <laughs> it's a great answer. It's clever, isn't it? Got it. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, are you a Linda Martin fan, Gemma? Never heard of a love who. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's not the right answer, I'm afraid. Uh, we're, we're running low on answers at this point. Uh, let's go to Daniel O'Donnell. Dave, I said that um, they started to get funny feelings because my, my Magella's daughter used to hang around with the boys and she told me that, well, they told me themselves in confidence that when they first heard the song, they felt a bit strange and actually their, their wee willies started to feel 
a little bit odd in a in a good way, but in a bad way. So they had to go and have a wee bath. They oh, didn't. They, they, they had to shower it off. They felt um, dirty, like the rest of us. Yeah, Jimmy, you jumped in there. Uh, you seemed a little bit confused about Daft Punk. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, Dave. You're you're killing me with these references, Dave. Not, uh, it's not it's not your game. Is it's it? not my. I, I, I'm sorry, Jimmy. I, 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 the only thing I know about those uh, those two uh, shiny boys was that they, I thought they were robots. So I just said they did the robot. I thought they did the robot. I thought. <laughs> I don't know if that's their song or who Linda Martin Kavna is, but uh, if she <laughs> wanted to to dance, if she wants them to dance, I think they danced. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, it's not right. I'm afraid we've got one last celebrity, I believe, to answer this question. Uh, is Al Pacino? Yeah. Um, well, I said uh, quit. I oh, said they quit. <laughs> Uh, but that's you know different from retire, obviously. Nope. So that's a real shame. Uh, <laughs> let, me just, let me just check with the judges. Yeah, no, they're going to accept it. It's a, it's a correct answer. Well done, James. <laughs> well done, Al. Al, for getting that right. Thank you. And that was our last question, which means our winner today is James. Congratulations, James. Hey. Oh, what do I win? You win <laughs> the knowledge that you are a better Snatch Game contestant than Keen. Brilliant. <laughs> like he said at the start, I'm always in his shadow. Well, that's all we have time for on this special episode of Seeing It In. I want to thank our contestants, Keen and James, for making this possible today. And I also want to thank all of our guests, Peter McGann, Alison Spittle, Aaron McGathy, Stephen Bradley, Sophie Shanley, Mark Canton, Ren Dennehy, and Ronan Carey. Give yourself a round of applause. <laughs> Yeah. Yay. Yay. Brilliant. Yay. Yay. I'm Dave Coffey. Thanks for joining us. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus. Plus.